0: It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast.
1: So we have a walking in the room now, product marketing manager. Melanie Karuna Rotney. Have a seat. Throw on the headset. Throw on the headset. We're live to the world right now.
2: Did you know I was coming? Because look at the height. of There you go. And we're, we'll sit down. These? We'll sit yes, down. Like we'll sit it.
1: down. <laughs> we're sitting.
2: And you came to see the
1: dog. So we have had three, um, we've had three uh, presentations so far today on the virtual event, Melanie. We had an IT leadership panel uh-huh. that had Steve Morton. First of all, welcome. Thank you. So Melanie's not only joining us, and we should welcome her to Steve's office, but she is um, also... Um, joins us from the UK. So she is over here for the week for meetings and was kind enough to pop down. So welcome to the United States. <laughs> yes, our live studio audience. <laughs> and uh, welcome the to the podcast. Is... Yes, the dog is very happy. So um, we've had three three sessions today, right, Steve? We right. had the IT leadership panel. So we had Steve Morton on that. And he um, was joined on the panel with by Steve Svetkovich, who's the CISO at Swinburne in Australia. We know Steve. Yep. Um, by Keith Lutz, who's our VP of IT, but was just barely VP of IT at Mattress Firm, came over a few weeks ago. And then our own CISO, Phil Richards. One of the things they talked about was how um, their their sort of, who they're hiring in IT has changed from what it used to be, that they used to just say technical was first. Now Mm -hmm. it's about like, can you be innovative? Can you be creative? Can you give a presentation? Like that's totally changed over the past decade or so. It seems like. Have you seen that as well? As you talk to IT professionals all the time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's not just about it's innovation. It's it's also about service, customer service skills, being able to be forward facing, front facing. So they're not now these days. IT teams not just deal internally. They're not sat in the basement. They have to be. Um, be able to talk to the end users on their terms, be able to understand what they need from business terms. So they have to talk in those terms.
1: That makes sense. And I think that is, and that Kevin talked to, so Kevin J. Smith just spoke a moment ago. And one of the things he talked about was that it should be like a center of innovation and entrepreneurial mentality rather than like the backstop for all the crap other organizations don't want to deal with or, or the department of no, Right. Um, so that kind of plays into what Kevin was saying as well, which is IT needs to be that center of innovation, center of excellence, and be strategic to the business. And so they have to hire for that, obviously. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: So tell us what you do with the company. Um, you've, been, you've been with the company for a while too, right?
2: Yeah, I've just hit 10 years. 10 years.
1: <laughs> so now did you, did, you, um, j- did you join the company? Did you come via an acquisition? Like what was that...
2: So yeah, I came by an acquisition, but I was only with the acquisition for a week before I... Yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, got walked in. By the way, <laughs> you're joining a new company.
1: You're like, oh.
0: You <laughs> thought you interviewed with, yeah. but what you really did was...
2: Ex- it was exactly that. Yeah. Wow.
0: Was that scary for you?
1: Did you just... Uh, you probably felt a little bit like a bait and switch. Y-
2: yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, w- I was told that um, I was vetted be- by both companies, so...
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but you were you freaked out by it, though? Like, were you freaked out by, like, okay, this is not the company I interviewed with? Did that worry you?
2: No. Um, I've, I've been through change before. Yeah. I'm in the IT industry. It, sure, it, it, it there's going to be that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So for you sure. you go investigate the company, do your due diligence, and if it's, if it's not right for you, you don't stay. But I've been here 10 years, so it's certainly right for me. <laughs> can, I, can I just say
0: we have elevated the classiness of, of this live stream and podcast? Just with a British accent? With No, no, no. Because there's lots of British accents. But Melanie specifically. I mean, if John Rolls came in here, we'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> but with Melanie's accent.
1: I agree. Right. We, she just classed up the joint a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she did. She did. Um, also talked with Chris Gettle about IT security, some of the threats. Um, we had Todd Labrum come in, talk a little bit about how all these pieces fit together in the unified IT story. Um, it was interesting talking to Todd because he made the point like, look, it's impossible to talk about employee onboarding offboarding without talking about identity yeah. and asset management, mm-hmm. security, and the automation piece that comes with our ITSM tools. Um, and he talked about a couple more use cases, but you see that all the time, right? You, yeah. you look after primarily ITSM, correct?
2: ITSM and IT asset management. Identity. So all of the things that you talked about, yeah, in our reporting. We
1: see that in more and more use cases, right, about every product line sort of has to be involved in order for this to work well.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: In terms of the unified IT approach. Do you think that's taking a – do you think IT departments are having to adjust their thinking with that, or do you think that is where they want to be moving, or are we kind of having to push people in that direction?
2: No, I don't think – certainly from the ITSM, ITAM, those areas, we're not having to push people. Um, we are seeing that more and more. You you cannot you cannot support your end users. You cannot support the business um, from an IT service management perspective, which is which is the hub of um, IT, without understanding what assets you have. No, we are seeing we are seeing that uh, the teams are understanding that they need to look at IT asset management and ITSM. Um, Self-service naturally fits with identity management and requesting services, but ensuring that you've got the right um, entities matched to the right entitlements to the right policies. So all of these things are coming together, um, and IT teams, the forward-looking IT teams, understand that they want that. Yeah, they want that.
1: Hey, you've heard this too, Melis. Steve will say, "Hey, we know more about the endpoints than any other company in the world, mm-hmm. right? We 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 know more about what's happening." in terms of how your, your devices and your network interact with your users than anybody else in the world. And that gives us a ton of ability to um, provide them with data back and provide them with good solutions that they can use to do their business better. Would you agree with that, that we know more than any other company? Or are we overstating that? Or do you think that our ability to get insight into these endpoints really is unique in the market?
2: I, I think we've got a unique position in the market. Um, we we understand so much about devices and you know because we because we have a unified um, set of solutions, it's not actually it's not just about the devices, it's about the assets, it's about the software, it's about the people. It's all of those things coming together. So I think we we do have that unique position that um, that these guys are talking about.
1: Yeah. Are we um do you see this unified i t message that we're pushing right now? Is that just a slogan or do you think that's mm-hmm. something that um, i t departments are actually like looking for? Um, is, is bringing these together. And maybe not necessarily like, I think sometimes people are like, well, it's silos is a negative term and we shouldn't talk about silos. But at the same time, I think it's just use cases. Like people just right. want certain yeah. things to happen yeah. in an IT department.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, um, we talked about it earlier that um, it's the IT departments are coming to us or saying that they need to uh, bring together asset management and security and... Uh, UEM. It's we may have labeled it unified IT, but it's a thing out there. It's it's happening. I like it.
1: I think we're used to with our like personal devices, right? Like phones and tablets. We're used to like a certain experience, and things to be like fully integrated. And it seems like that's the way that um, sort of the business user and the enterprise users moving as well, as they're demanding that level of integration, and and we're moving in that direction as well.
2: Uh, oh my gosh! Yes. Uh, you know, when you go home, you have a completely different level of um, experience from an IT perspective. It, it, it's fast, um, the experience is different the, the, from a user perspective, from just the look and feel. Ev- everything about it is what you then expect when you come into the office. Why would you expect anything different?
1: So how – and maybe they're talking – we should probably listen because that's probably what they're talking about. But, but I think the question people ask is, well, how does that manifest itself? And we've talked about before one of the things like on the ITSM side of the business, for example, is instead of, um, instead of having things be super manual and waiting so long for a human to take a ticket and then do something with it, like we can automate a lot of that stuff. Right, and that, that's what yes. you'd expect from the Amazon experience that you have. Yeah,
2: can you expect things immediately.
1: Right. You know, like and so we would not expect less from IT in that way. Well,
0: no. one of the reasons Amazon, I think, gets so many people is because you can go on there and you can order things with one click. Yeah. Done. Yeah. It knows my address. It knows where to ship it. You knows can what butt car. order a
1: car, basically. <laughs>
0: Elba. That's going to be my excuse to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I butt ordered yeah, I, the I, car. I said, Whoa, <laughs> where did this Tesla come from? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I, I, it's it's the it's the ease of use, the simplicity versus, how many times have you worked at a place where when you need to get uh, a cable for your computer, well you've got to go ahead and fill out this form this place and go over here and do this yeah. and you've got to go ahead and and, and all this, it, it, you know it's the simplicity yeah. that you expect that you don't get yet.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, that said, we've got customers out there who are doing things. So simple that you, you just mentioned cables. Getting cable from a vending machine. I forgot to bring my cable in. I'll just go to the vending machine, put in my pin or whatever it is. So oh, IT can that's awesome.
0: Do Apple dongles, right? Seriously, <laughs> there's a business idea. <laughs> right, create a vending machine and put it on vending, campus. Yeah,
1: Apple dongles. <laughs> just sell machine. Apple dongles. Yeah. That's awesome. But do I think people do? They just expect that same experience, and um, because in a lot of ways. Man, it's it's some ways it's more productive to be at home. You get more done yeah. in that context because of all those integrations and yeah, there's so much automation there. So, yeah, I agree. Melody, do you see um does cloud make um some IT departments nervous? Right? Like because we we have a fair so does it
0: still make them nervous because it, it's been around now for a while. Yeah. The concept of the cloud.
2: Yeah, I, I think it depends on the organization and the industry that they're in. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the more regulated industries, um, they have more to consider. And some countries that are, um, are... They want
1: everything to be on-prem because they have control, they have over, control over everything.
2: Yeah, their data particularly um, is, is something they want to control. Um, but no, we, we're seeing the movement. Uh, certainly cloud is becoming much more accepted. Or there's the option of hybrid. So even you know you, you can have some things on prem some things in the cloud and, so they could works.
1: potentially control their data, but cloud would control servers yeah. for example yeah. something like that yeah. um, so they so you think it's it's certainly moving more in that direction obviously, but um the uh objections to it seem to be lessening. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah. Depending on the so. industry and depending yeah. on the vertical. But there's also
2: more knowledge about it. Sure. So, you know, there's the, the questions that we used to get in the past, the kind of FAQs that we used to have to put out. We don't have to do – we don't have to sell cloud. But what we have to t- tend to convince when we go into organizations is talk to the security teams now about how secure our cloud is and what we're doing right. around.
0: So the conversations has changed.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Instead of telling them it's a good idea, it's, it's hey, here's yeah. the standards we have around it's, our yeah, cloud. Yeah,
2: it's not the delivery mechanism. It's how secure.
1: Got it. You rolling?
2: For now, yeah. Okay, Melanie,
1: up. thanks pop, for coming in.
2: back and check that you're all working. Yeah, yeah, we're alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. we're
0: here. Mm-hmm. We're good.
2: Enjoy.
1: Okay, thanks it. for coming in, Melanie. Mm-hmm. So totally changing the subject, Steve. Yeah. Have you seen um, – so I, I started watching Band of Brothers.
0: Uh-huh. Great show,
1: great show. Oh, my goodness, it's good. Like, so good. Slammed through all 10 episodes. It was awesome. Now, I've started The
0: Pacific. How's that? I've started it and... It's good. It's not as good, though.
1: It's not as good because you, they don't actually do as much character development. Um, they don't get you hooked in some of the characters. Oh. Uh, but, man, it's also really good. And The Pacific Theater, I never knew much about compared to the European Theater. Oh, really? Yeah but um, in some ways it was a little crazier a little crazier
0: I uh, yeah oh well, yeah yeah cause yeah um, yeah no Banner Brothers though it's so good so good yeah uh, I remember I always remember the part uh, where the second command is gambling with his guys yes and it's the it's the line don't ever put yourself in a position to take from your men uh huh it's just something that's kind of stuck with me, yeah, so I know I'd like to see more real stuff like that. do you know what story needs to be told
1: what story Steve
0: uh uh Powell the story of uh what's his name first name Powell or last name Powell: Colon Powell no, the guy who uh Lake Powell is named after oh I don't know he is a he was a civil war captain, I believe. And he uh, lost an arm in the Civil War. And then he, after that, he explored the West. And he's the one that explored the Colorado. Uh, He put a chair in the back of one of the drift boats they had and rode down the old Colorado high up on a chair like that with one arm. And it was, you know, had to deal with uh, um, going through the Indian Territory and... um, Starvation, and no food. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. I'd love to see that. Actually see,
1: I, so I, I, I've actually thought about this a lot. So here's some real life um, events that I would love to see made into like a movie or a show. You ready?
0: Yeah. Oh, you've made a list. I made a list.
1: So the first one's related to your boy Genghis Khan over there. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, that's not the first one. I'll I'll start with that one though because I already said it. So his um his military commander. His basically lead general uh-huh. was a guy named Subutai. And unbelievable, like personal story, and then obviously military story speaks for itself. Right. Um, second
0: and one. And he's a national hero of the people of Mongolia.
1: Yeah, right. Second one was a, um, a Chinese woman named Ching, Ching Shi. Um, it's the ultimate rags to riches tale of a prostitute. First time that's ever been used on our podcast, that word. Who eventually became leader of 30,000 pirates and several hundred ships and became one of the richest people in Asia. Wow. Isn't that cool? It's like pretty woman combined with pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Except not second and third one. And probably less skeletons walking along the bottom of the ocean.
1: But like the first.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: There still has to be the definitive George Washington movie, or 10-part Netflix series? There hasn't been one. That's my point. Yeah. So there, we need that 10-part Netflix series on Washington. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, Ham- Ham-
0: the musical Hamilton does not count.
1: Yeah, that's, no. Um, Henry Knox, he was a Revolutionary War general. Awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Used to be like a professional boxer in, New- in Boston, and then became a general. And You could say that he kind of won the war in Boston, actually. Okay. From some of the stuff he did, um, crossing the Delaware. I want a movie just about the night the Washington's army crossed the Delaware.
0: Ooh, that'd be neat.
1: Um, it's like
0: a Bridge Too Far, but
1: like world a good World War II one. So there's a sergeant named Roddy Edmonds. I think this is this could be one of the best movies, and I think it could have one of the coolest single scenes in any movie ever. You ready okay, for this? Let's hear it. Are you ready? Um. So his unit was captured by the Nazis in World War II. They are, um, they are going to their POW camp. They go in, they, they wake up the next morning, and the um, Nazi leaders say, would all the Jews step out? And Roddy Edmonds says, all of my men will step out. We're all Jews. And they're like, no, you're not. So they put a gun to his head, and they're like, we need all the Jews to step forward. And he's like, we're all Jews. They have a gun to his head on the ground at one point. And they're like, all the Jews need to step forward. You need to order your men, the Jews, to step forward. And he's like, we're all Jews. And then they eventually just let them all hang out.
0: I'm Spartacus. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: Yes, the I'm Spartacus thing. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Got a British guy named Jack Churchill, not related to Winston. He was known as Mad Jack by his men and officers for his ferociousness. Unlike more conventional appears uh, His weapons of choice were not the traditional British firearms of the period. Instead, he chose to rush into a combat with a longbow, a sword, and bagpipes. In 1943... <laughs> I'm just
0: picturing this guy like yeah. running through like arms, all the stuff under his arms running through the lines. In 1943,
1: he held a town in Sicily by capturing 42 men and a mortar position with only his bagpipes, sword, and bow. When the war ended, he was extremely disappointed and quoted as saying, if it wasn't for those Yanks, we could have kept the war going for another 10 years.
0: <laughs> so he's almost an anti-hero.
1: Yeah, he's awesome is what he is. <laughs> and then that guy in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. The famous picture of the dude with the bag standing in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. That died? Well, well, I want the movie about him. I want the movie.
0: What is it that drove him to the point where he was willing to be... I want the background. Yeah.
1: There you go. There's my list, Steve. I like it. Do you like that I actually have a list, too? I do
0: like Well, you're always sitting there like, that would make a
1: great movie. I just think about that in terms, I love historical movies. I love it. Yeah. I love Band of Brothers. Love the Pacific. Love, like, John Adams. What
0: about Gettysburg? Have you seen Gettysburg?
1: No, I haven't seen Gettysburg. Great movie. Jeff Daniels, right? Yeah.
0: we can watch it right now. It was John Wesley Powell, by the way.
1: John Wesley Powell. So which of my real-life uh, historical movies would you like? Are you a 10? I want the 10-part Netflix George Washington
0: special. Yeah. I'd like to see – we've seen Adams for some reason. John Adams was freaking awesome, though. Yeah, but I feel like he's like
1: – You could say that the revolution in the U.S. would not have happened without him.
0: But he's a tier two compared to Washington.
1: Oh, Wow.
0: Compared to Washington. I mean,
1: everybody's a tier two compared to Washington. Exactly. Even King George in England was like, Yeah, he's the greatest person who ever lived. He literally said that. He's like, if he gives back power after having controlled the entire army on the continent, yeah. he's the greatest man who ever lived.
0: Here's John Wesley Powell. That's the dude right there.
1: Sweet mustache, beard thing going. He looks like like he would he'd take your girl and you'd be happy about it. He'd be like, All look, right, look at
0: that. Look at that.
1: Oh yeah. That guy Oh, man.
0: Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't have an arm. So what? (laughs)
1: What's your point?
0: I'll beat you with my other arm. I still have that arm in a bag. I'll beat you with that, too.
1: (laughs) The Interchange IT Podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.